Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good evening and welcome to this episode of Ferrari and Coke with me, Adam the Leeds fan. I'm joined tonight by my uh, sidekick tonight, uh, Carl Casco, and I'm always a pleasure to have you on, mate. It's uh, Simon Johnson, ex-Leeds player. How are we doing? Thanks for having me again, boys. Um, yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, all smiles after that result, mate. So. Is it a good one, wasn't it? Like it's nice. We finally, we finally done it. We've, we've finally, finally beaten this London hoodoo. Was it sixteen games, a thousand and was it one thousand days or something since we last won in London? All this bollocks, but it's done, isn't it? It's another, another thing. That yeah, was, uh, it's, a, it's that, isn't it? Like when, as a player. And as a coach and stuff, when you're going down there, it's just always in the back of your mind when it's just another game. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think subconsciously you're always thinking about it, you know. So, yeah, it's nice to um, nice to finally get a result down there. Yeah. Now, Carl, what did you think? We watched it together, mate, and you were quite animated at times. <laughs> I was, yeah. Well, that's generally the way I am, to be fair. Like, But uh, I, I, I thought we did quite well. Um, there was bits and pieces where I thought... We were very much living on the edge, and and there was <laughs> previously at the start of the season, I thought we would have conceded in in the situations tonight where I thought we were very close to conceding, and I, like overall, I thought it was a good performance. And Phillips came into it a lot more, I think, in the second half. Um, started controlling the game. The, the the tackle leading up to the goal was prime Phillips. You know, he he got stuck in there and, and even though he made the tackle it was like a progressive forward pass in, in, in that sense as well and it came to a goal so I think overall I don't I don't think we should kind of be 
disappointed with any aspect of it. Like obviously we're going to be under pressure. Like Fulham are the form team. Like I think they're top five form team in the last eight, nine games. And we came into that as 18th in that same form table. So to get a win in London where, where it's just not our our uh, our, our ground for getting it done, I think, is is it's a good result there. Like very good result. Because I was happy with the performance as well overall. I think there was for me. Sorry, I don't know if you agree. I and I'm gonna, I'm going to stand by this. There was 10, 10 decent players out there for us today, and I still I still stand by it. We need a left back. Alioski's not the one. Um, I'll 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 take him to Luton Airport and get him off to Turkey <laughs> if that's where he's going to go. I'll, I'll pay for parking and everything. It doesn't bother me. Closer to Leeds, Bradford. Is it? Yeah. I, don't, I don't care. Just, just let's, do you know, let's stop do it. Do you now. know what, Ed? Like, uh, t- to be honest, I was, I was flicking, I was flicking through uh, Twitter in between the game, like, and I've seen a few tweets uh, about about Alawaski, like, and I just thought I, he never, he never stood out for me tonight as having a poor game. But I know how hard it is for a player to change a per, like fans' perception of you. Once they've got something in the mind, that decision's there forever. Then I think you have to do something extraordinary to to change that perception, you know. But I, I don't know. That's just my honest opinion. For me, he, he didn't do anything too bad. Uh, a bit That's rash fair. at times, but yeah, I thought he'd done okay, to be fair. What, what did you think to the uh, the volleyed pass back to Melier from the fucking near enough the halfway line that put us under pressure then, Si? <laughs> he, 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 I think that's just I think that's just him. He's going to do a few rash and wild things from time to time. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I just I thought he held his own tonight, especially when he know because look, players ain't daft. They know what sort of um, they know what sort of feelings fans have for them and things like that. So it'll be, and I, like I say, I think it's well documented that uh, quite a number of Leeds fans are not having him right now. Um, so he's, he's also got that to contend with as well. It's not easy. And I think he held his own, given the circumstances, to be fair. Fair enough, Carl. I, well, I, I thought he could have been a little calmer on the ball in, in, in spells, but overall I thought he played quite well. It's, it's what you get from Alioski. He'll always try and give 100%, whether you think he's not given 100% or not, whether it be from a pass or a run forward or whatever. He'll always give 100%. And he's not the most gifted of footballers, but let's be honest, he yeah. will give most bottom six teams uh, a, a bit of trouble when he when he goes forward. Him and Harrison seem to have struck up a good thing. And, like, I... I I know he wants first team football on a regular basis, but I I personally give him another year at the club as a, an understudy to a left back and if he came about that he was injured. Like if we're not going to bring Geek Davis in, who's a natural left back, uh, into the fold before Alioski leaves to give him some game time now that we're safe, because essentially we are safe. Like, yeah. I think give Alioski another year contract, two year contract and if he still wants to go the next year, at least we get money for him, you know. But I think we, we do need someone in there if we're going to trust Lee Davis and we don't get an actual natural left back in. Just talk to some lad from France or something. But we, I, I, I think he's he's worthy of a 
you know, I, I oh, to, to, I was, to be fair, I think definitely we could do a strength in that area, 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if you want to progress season on season, you know, they're the, they're the type of positions that you could do strengthening. Um, so, yeah, I won't, I won't, you know, sing these praises too much. I'll just sort of base what I said on tonight, really. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think, let him just know he's done a job. He's done a job in championship and he's done an average job in the championship, if I'm honest. I don't think he ever stood out in, even in the championship. He's not stood out in the premiership. And I think if we let him go, um, I'd rather see him go and bring in Van Arnold from Palace because he's up on a free. I'd rather bring him in. That's a good option. He's 31, like, but it's a good option. Bit of, bit of, bit of experience. experience in there as well, isn't there? You know what I mean? And so, that, that, that would be the Leaf Davis experience if you're going to get someone in that would be adequate enough to, like, because you get two years out of an Anhold and that gives Davis, Davis two, two years, years to, to kind of progress into the first team and get the odd substitute appearance for Van Anhold in his natural position. So, yeah, I, I don't see that as a bad option yeah, either. Like, full, of, full of ideas, mate. But, but that's not to say, yeah. that, you know, I think Gary is is doing all right, like, you know, consider. Yeah, no, I think. Um, well, have you seen that? Have you seen how many players Palace are, are releasing at end of this season? No, I haven't. No, I haven't seen it. They've got like I think it's thirteen of their first team squad. All their contracts are up. There's some big hitters in there as well. Like yeah, yeah. Palace are going to go. They must be having a proper overhaul by the sounds of things. Yeah. Well, I think they just need. Well, they need to get rid of Hobson, don't they? To yeah. be a bit more. Well, like he's, he's 75 or something, isn't he? Like, he's, yeah. he's doing well to be still managing a Premier League team, let's be honest. Like, but this is a league podcast anyway, so we won't get into that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, do we have a guest there coming in? Adam? Yeah, so so be uh, be gentle with him because he's my boss. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hammer him for a little bit. But um, yeah, this is, a, this is a lead fan. It's Mark. Um, as a Saints, I played at Taddy with... Uh, with somebody that you uh, you played with and all, so I'll uh, I'll bring him in and see see what his thoughts are. How you doing, chaps? Hello, mate. How you doing? Hello, Mark. You all right? Yeah, great. How are you guys? Yeah, not bad. So, Mark, you with uh, obviously you you were me. Um, so I'll be critiquing your calls tonight, um, <laughs> and then uh, you you join with uh, with my mate Carl and uh, and with the one and only Simon Johnson as well. So, welcome. All right, Carl. All right, Simon. Hello, Mark. You all right, bud? Yeah, great, mate. You? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Good, good. So, Mark, we were just talking about, obviously, talking about the game from uh, from our, after. The, the one thing that we uh, we did discuss was Alioski's performance at left-back. So, it's, it's conflicted in here at the moment. So, <laughs> I, I'm looking for you to uh, to level the score here. What, what were you saying? Alioski have a good game or was he dog shit? <laughs> uh, no, I actually thought um, he was uh, back to one of his better performances, if I'm honest. Um, the, the, the one thing that frustrates me constantly with him is he gives far too many free quicks away that are needless. Yeah. Um, so I think he gives a lot in attack. Um, and, and for a small guy, he's good in the air. But I just think, for whatever reason, he just at certain times, he just gives far too many easy free kicks away, and that's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Sai, you you you're nodding you you're in agreement with that. He's a bit he's a bit fucking mad in here. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I think with Andy Oscar, like, he's 
he he's very attack minded, and so sometimes, especially with the way Leeds play as well, the defensive duties are not always their strongest attributes. Um, so I think you have to sort of. I feel like I'm on the defence for him here, but I think sometimes, especially with the modern day fullback, I think you have to take the rough with the smooth where the defending's concerned because no longer is it a priority. A lot of the time, more emphasis is on how many crosses can they get in, how often can they get forward. So I think the game's kind of evolved and changed a little bit where that's concerned, to be fair. Yeah. Do you, Mark, do you think that's a good point you made? Do you think if 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 Alioski moves on in in the uh, in, in the summer, do you think he's not a left back? Is he? He's not a full back. Is he a full back? Is he a left winger? What what is he? What is Alioski? Because I'm I'm still confused by what what he actually is. Uh, he's a crazy guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think he's very talented. I mean, look, you know, he's an international. Um, he, he's, he, you know, he's got a couple of decent goals for us. Um, I, I like him personally. Um, if you couldn't, you know, kind of get rid of the needless fouls that he gives away, because he gives away in um, bad areas, especially when he's playing left back, mm. which is maybe where the debate comes in: should he play on the wing or should he play at left back? Um, and, and I think he plays both roles well. But again, I, I know I keep repeating it's, like, it's that needless free kicks because it costs you. It can cost you dearly. You're giving free kicks away in, in those areas, especially the fact that we're not particularly strong on set pieces. It's very, very costly, and um, yeah, that, that that's my biggest frustration with him. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. I think I think we all feel that, Carl. You you feel that with him, or? Well, yeah, like like we were saying earlier, the uh, before you come on, Mark, it was like he, I thought that was one of his best games as well, and and he like he, he brings a lot of energy to that side of the pitch. He gives. Like he gives Harrison that freedom to be able to burst forward because Harrison knows that he's going to burst along. Alioski is going to burst along to get back, and I think it kind of gives the forward players a little bit more confidence to to make that risky run on the off chance that that ball might come. But if it doesn't, they know Alioski has got like the lungs of an absolute racehorse at Cheltenham to, to be able to get back there. And that's what he offers at the moment. He doesn't offer, you know, the, the, the things that we actually want from a left wing back now at the moment. But he, he offers that defensive side of things as well. And I think I think I think personally that that's a good thing to have with him, like, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think um, that's just me, like yeah. you know. Yeah. I I think if you can have the cover for the attacking player to go forward, then you're probably going to reap the benefits of the, the way you want to play. Be the way Bielsa wants to play is like he wants Harrison and he wants Rafinha so far forward, but he also wants that security of having ailing alert on one side and say Arioski for this one alert on that side so it just brings it it, it just gives the, the forward players more momentum to get forward I think mm. and because Arioski will run until he's told to stop yeah that's that's given Harrison the freedom to go forward I think you know and I, I think if we go for a left back a natural left wing back it has to have he has to have the engine and the mentality that Bielsa's bred into Alioski over the last three years. I think that's yeah. I think that's the best way to fill that position. So basically, saying keep Alioski. 
I'm not saying keep him. I'm saying unless we can find someone better before we sell him, before he goes to Galatasaray, by the looks of it, then unless we can find someone better than him at what he does, given that security to the forward players, because our, our, our game plan is be as far forward as humanly possible all the time to you know, get in them positions. And I'm not saying keep him, but if we can't get anyone better than him, then yeah. don't, you know, at least Harrison knows how he plays. There is that. There is that. Um, there is that. Um, go on, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to start this early. I'm going to go with, who, who are we saying man of the match? Because Sky have obviously given it Bamford, um, which I think might have been a little bit of a, give it Bamford because he didn't get the England call up. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to you first, Mark. Actually, you've gone on gone on mute there, mate. But um, where 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 do you think? What do you think? Um, who, who are we are man of the match? Because I I did I did I personally I'll tell you my I didn't think it was Bamford. Um, no, mate. I didn't think it was Bamford either. To be fair, um, uh, there were a lot of good players tonight. I thought they were um, good across the board. Um, well, I can say Alioski. No, no, I'm going to say Alioski, no. Okay. Um, I break I'm not going to say <laughs> no, I'm not coming back on Monday. I'm not had enough. Um, it, there, there were so many good players, but I think one standout for me uh, in every single game is Calvin Phillips. I just think when he's not in the team, everything that we do that's great comes through him. When he's not there, we miss him massively. We struggle. Um but when he's there, it just seems that everything that we do is great again. Um, it breaks up the, 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 the opponents and he's at the heart of everything that we do going forward. Um, and it, 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 a lot of what he does just goes so unnoticed. Um, and if you didn't watch him constantly, um, you probably wouldn't notice a lot of what he does. No. Um, a few years back, I, going back probably five, five years now, I didn't particularly rate him. Um, and my mate said, just watch him, just watch him on his own, isolated. Don't, don't worry. You know, you used to have this um, player cam, didn't they, on Sky? Yeah, yeah. And he just said, just, just watch him on his own in isolation. And, and, I, and I started doing that. And what he does on the ball, off the ball, you, you, you just can't rate it high enough. Um, and again, today, for me, it, it was just special. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought first half, uh, we said this, didn't we? I thought, uh, I thought first half, you were a bit, he didn't. It, it weren't a proper Calvin Phillips performance. He looked a, a couple of touches were a bit off, and and I was questioning whether his head, you know, with, with his recent events that have gone on in his in his life, whether he was, whether he just needed taking out the limelight a little bit and taking out the team and and just nurtured a little bit more because we because we do rely on him so much, and and he's he's still a young kid and he's still still a young man, um, but second half I thought he were I thought that were best best forty five minutes I've seen from him for a fucking long time. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. so what are you saying about are you are you on the Calvin is man of the match or are you going to go? With Do you know else? what? I, you know what? I, I try and and take Calvin Phillips and Rafinha out the equation because I think you can always make a case for either of them every match. Um, so I'll try and look at other players. To be fair, um, but I, I mean look. So, yeah, yeah. yeah you you can tell you do coaching, side. You definitely can. Don't, don't matter about you score 50 goals a season, mate, but it's tried a bit harder today. Well, I, I just you think know. them two are probably on a different level to all the rest of the squad, to be fair. So, 
Tonight, more than ever, I thought I just thought he looked like he had a sort of an air of confidence about him. And do you know what I mean? I thought, do you know, he, he's starting to believe in himself a bit more now. And it's probably he probably comes with sort of having like four or five consecutive starts. Do you know what I mean? Um, we are in, I agree, I enjoyed his performance tonight. I thought he done well. Yeah, like there was certain touches and different parts of the field like where he got the ball to feet from dropping from a very forward position where he'd drop in and oh, take the ball to feet and, and and he'd lay it off to a, a a player and then make the move where he he wasn't really doing that. He was kind of just looking for the ball and didn't really know what to do with it prior to the few games that he's been building up, you know? And I think he he's got that air of confidence about him now it's it's you'd nearly put it down to some of the touches being a bit arrogant where yeah. players and and sometimes arrogance isn't a bad thing on the football pitch it's just knowing how to deal with it when you're when you're feeling like that you know and, and he, he did quite well tonight i think i give him a solid seven out of ten i thought i i thought for me i thought early one man a match i thought early was superb yeah um he was unlucky with his goal Partly because Tyler Roberts was offside, so actually, fuck it, it's marking down at six. Um, you know, but I thought I thought Ailing was superb. I thought he got up and down really well. I thought the first half, wet, uh, Fulham looked really shaky on left hand side, and, and we saw that with the goal. Um, 
and, and I thought we missed a trick a little bit, really, because we had Rafinha out there. And we all know Rafinha is going to cut inside from the left onto his right. So having him on the right-hand side where we're making progress, I thought we should have swapped Harrison and, and Rafinha a little bit earlier on in our first half, personally. But I'm not Bielsa, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but I thought I, I thought early, I thought he got up and down well. I thought he defended well. Yeah, he played well. He, he, he did play well. I think Rafinha, I think he had a quiet first half. Because yeah, um, you know how great he's been. He, he definitely had a quiet first half. And But for me, Ailing's been strong all season. He's been like, one of the people that, you know, when you look at where he was, you know, eight years ago to where he is now, um, you know, you wouldn't have ever thought this. The journey he's gone on. What a great guy off the pitch as well he is. He's, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a great fella off the pitch. Great character on it. He's the type of person, when I think back to when I used to play football, I'd have loved him in my side because he's just that type of guy that you just know he's going to keep everybody going in the dressing room and he gives his all every single game. So, yeah, I, I can see a case for that. But also, do you know what? That's what I was saying about why it was so good that there were so many good performances today. Jack Harrison, it was good to see him back at his best as well because he'd had four or five quiet games. He got dropped. Costa came in, lost his place. Yeah, and then he's come back, firing on all cylinders again tonight. You know, we're back, not not to his pinnacle and, not, and his, his ultimate best, but he were back to the kind of performances that we'd seen before. Mm. I agree with that, actually. I, I think with Jack, uh, we, we spoke about this, side, haven't we? And we say... He seems to, when he when he has to think, he fucks it up. He, he needs to act on instinct. And that ball that he played in, that you know, the cross for, for Bamford's goal, he didn't think about it, he just did it. And we get a goal from it and he gets an assist. Um, so do you, you st- he's still on that level, so you still agree with me on that, that he's, if he acts on instinct, he's going to, he's a far superior player to when he has time. Yeah, how old is, how old is he? I'm not sure how old he is. 21 or 22. He's still a baby. Yeah, he's still a young boy. And so he, his understanding of the game is not going to be to the highest level it's going to be throughout his career. Um, so there's still plenty of learning for, for him to, to get through. Um, but I think for someone his age to be performing at the level he is, you know, I, I, I like him all I do. I think he's... Um, I think he's got a long way to go, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what level he, he can actually get to. I think he, do, he does really well. He's done really well. Had a strong season. Yeah. So I'll put it to all of you. Um, if we can get him for 10 mil, do we get him, Carl? I'm happy with 10 mil for that. Like the the, the progress that he showed from when we bought went what I said bought him when we got him on loan initially, where it was like it was meant to be a development loan for him. And he's gone on and he's he's probably developed 10 times more than City thought he was going to develop under Bielsa. Like, so for 10 mil, he's not the finished article by any means, but when he is the finished article, he's, he's, he's worth a lot more than 10 mil. So I think 10 mil is a good price for Jack Harrison in this market. Like, he's English as well. So yeah. get him for 10 mil and an English player. It's a, it's a no-brainer for me, really. Fair enough. Mark, what are you saying? 10 mil, Jack Harrison, would you take it? 100%, mate, all yeah. day long. Um, when he first came, I think there were a lot of Leeds fans that were getting a little bit impatient with him. His final ball wasn't great. Um, he were a lot of um, kind of flair and creativity, but not a lot of end product. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas now, I think he's kind of developed so that there is a lot more end product. 
and I, and I'll tell you something, one of the things that you notice with him, um, I don't think there's many Premier League footballers have got a better first touch. Mm. When the ball comes to him, it kills it dead every single time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's still lots of progress from him. Um, so, 10 million, I think, absolutely, I'd, I'd take him all day long at that, mate. Sorry. Not that. I've answered this one, I know, bud. Oh, do you, do you have a, if you, sorry, mate. I'm it's been a long day. He's <laughs> oh, yeah, battering him at work for the past week, so I'm fucking tired, mate. He's not got work tomorrow, so yeah, he's that. on it. Like, um, <laughs> you know what? I think, I think, I, I, do you know what? I, you look at English wingers, and we're, we're, we're blessed, aren't we, with them? We've got, you know, you've got likes of Sancho, Sterling, Harvey Barnes coming through, you know, countless others. But I'd like to see, stat on stat, um, how Harrison st- stands up against the likes of Harvey Barnes because he's, you know, he's he's up in England squad quite frequently, isn't it? And I think Harrison's, I think ten mils a fucking steal, isn't it really? And I I, did, I weren't saying this at the start of the season. I thought, oh no, I'd, I'd keep money mate because he because end products just weren't there. But if he can get a bit of consistency, then then yeah. I think uh, I think we're on to a winner. Who else are you going to get for ten million? You know, it's this day and age, ten million is not a lot of money. If you want someone as the kind of quality that he, I mean, look at Rafinha. He was a he was an absolute bargain, wasn't he? We found a, a gem there at seventeen million or whatever it was. We had our You're not going to find somebody much better. We we thought we had Spurs pants down for ten million with Jack Clark, but. We had Brent pants down for 17 million for Rafinha. That's a bargain of the century. I was saying to Adam earlier, watching that game, give bits and pieces when he'd do a bit of magic or whatever. We bought him for 17 million. He's worth absolutely treble, quadruple what we paid for him now. They're like, we we can basically sell him the same price that Man U bought Harry Maguire for. But we're actually selling a decent player. Yeah. <laughs> if you get me, you know what I mean. So it's like it, it's an absolute steal, like yeah, nice. steal. It's good. Um, it's good Adam, can I, can I just bring up just one one thing at the moment? We, like we've talked about all these players and we've talked about the game and stuff like that. I just want to put it to Simon and and yourself, Mark, Stuart Dallas. Now I said just before Christmas that. Stuart Dallas is going to be my player of the season and I stand by it. How do you think Click is going to get back into this side with the way Stuart Dallas is playing at the moment? Because I think he's playing class in Click's position. How do you think he's going to do it? I'll throw it to you first, Mark. Um, well, I mean, Klitsch again, for me, was just another, he was looking very tired. Um, almost like he'd, he'd, he'd performed so well for so many games that someone's got to have a bad patch at some point. It, it looked, it, for me, it looked exhausted. Um, but how is he going to get back in? I, I don't know because, again, Stuart Dallas, for me, is, is it, I, I kind of relate him to Luke Ayling. He's one of those players that goes under the radar and yet has performed way beyond anybody's expectations. Um, and, and Stuart Dallas and Luke Ayling, funnily enough, you said Stuart Dallas for player of the season. I would have already so far, um, Luke Ayling was in my category for that as well. Um, so I, the honest answer is, I don't know. I think Click brings maybe a little bit more in terms of distribution than Dallas does. Um, but Dallas's work rate, his ethic, his, his tackling and, and what he brings to the game. Um, 
he's second to none. So I, I'm not sure Klitsch does win it back anytime soon, if I'm honest. No, I don't think so. What about yourself, Simon? Yeah, I, I think with um, with that situation there, uh, what you get with Dallas is and every every team needs them. You know what you're going to get week in, week out. You're not going to get below a seven. And and that's what the likes of Alien and and your Dallas is. That's what they bring. Um, and so a lot of their work does go it, it does go missed a little bit. Do you know what I mean? I, I call those type of players the unsung heroes because uh, like like Mark says, they go under the radar, but the work that they do is so beneficial to the team. And you know, it's nothing too out there, it's nothing outrageous, you know, they're not going to skip by players and whistle one into the back of the net or anything like that, but they're just there week in, week out, putting in a shift and, it, it, you know, that every team needs those type of players for sure. Yeah, 100%. And for me, I, I, I mean, we've said this on the main pod a few times now that Click, he played so many games, you know, consecutively that, I, I, Mark, you you bang on. He, the poor bloke's fucked, isn't he? He's just he just needs a prolonged period out of the out of the team. And I think these these sort of 15, 20 minute cameos that he's getting, I think are, are going to benefit him. Um, and yeah. you said as well, Carl. It's almost like you don't want him to go to your Euros. Obviously, I want to see every Leeds player go and represent the countries and that. But he needs a long summer, yeah. and he needs to come back firing next season because if he don't. I think he'll be uh, he'll be gone in January transfer window if he if he carries on like this. In my that's my opinion, um, which brings me on to the Fulham team. Um, their midfield were quite strong, quite dynamic. Um, I like. Was there was there anybody that sort of in, in you know that you thought? I thought what was his name the Angisa. I thought he uh, he looked quite a solid. Solid player. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Leeds team. And that Harrison yeah. Reed was the right shit house, wasn't he? So he was, he was strong, wasn't he? That Angisa. To be honest, um, I, I, I couldn't stop looking at him and thinking of a kid I used to play football against. I used to play for Merlins on a Sunday, and a kid who played for Ford Green called Bopper, and he reminded me of him. Um, but he, he, he was strong, wasn't he? He, he could, just couldn't get ball off him. He was a strong guy. He was, um, and he caused a lot of problems. Um, so, so yeah, you know, there are a few standout players for them actually today. Um, but in general, I think we contained them fairly well. Yeah, Adam mentioned early on in the first half that that uh Reed uh lad that was playing at was it, was it right back or center? He's playing center mid when he was playing the, the ginger lad is he's got a serious engine in him now, and if they go down, he'll be snapped up by someone. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I honestly think it'll be someone that finishes below us that'll snap him up. I don't think we'll get him because if we finish above whoever snaps him up, we're 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 looking at lot, yeah. lot like a higher caliber of player. Like, but he 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 is going to cause teams problems wherever that. he goes. Yeah. So what do you think? Like Harrison, did you notice Harrison Reed in that game? I know he came off for um, Loftus Cheek, didn't he? At some point, but. I, I, yeah. for me, first half, what he was out. To be fair, uh, do you know what? I, I'm in uh, in the first half. I, I don't. I, I can't remember too much of Fulham. To be honest, I thought we, I thought we was better than them in in all aspects, really. So I don't, really, I don't really, I bar the last ten minutes of that half, 
the first 35 minutes he was really dominant. So um, I don't, to be honest, I don't recall him doing anything out of the ordinary. I don't know. I haven't got anything going in. I thought he was very. Um, he had a, as Carl alluded to. He had. He's, he's got a right. He's got a really good engine. And I thought, what I like, like you know, when you we, we were talking the other day. I can't remember what we're talking about. We're talking about. Um, um, we're talking about a player. I can't remember who it was, but he was um, the lad. He kept shit hours in Leeds, and, and we were proper getting pissed off about it. Leeds fans were going mad, and we were saying, if that was our player, we we'd, we'd be loving it. I can't remember who it was now. Um, Fuck, it's going to wind me up, is this? But my, my point is, he, he got smashed by Tyler Roberts. Um, and he, he went down, he, he, he had physios on. And then two minutes later, he left one on Roberts. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I thought, do you know what? That's, that's, the sort of, that's the sort of shit I want to see from my centre midfielders. If you get hurt, I want, I want, you know, I want, I want to see him get up, have his, have his, take his medicine and get up and fucking dish it back out, and then go. Do you know what I'm here for the game? Like, it's gonna be a long game. You know, you can do that, but, and I, I just thought, I, I don't know. I, I think he's got some, some about him, like me. I, I thought he was a good. I thought he was. He had a really, really good game until he came off that Harrison Reed, and I'd, I'd, I'd have him in Leeds team, or Leeds squad anyway. So, that's. that's I'll have to team. watch it. I, I'll have to have another look at that game tomorrow. Because um, I don't know, to see. but I think to be fair, I'm more concentrated on the, the Leeds players. To be fair, so I don't take much notes of the opposition, mate. Yeah. I well, I like to look at centre midfielders and think, why why couldn't I do that when I was fucking playing? Do you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then I realised that I couldn't do any of that because <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to come back in with a challenge like that. I'd have, I'd have been too angry and, and fucked it up. So, Carl, mm. what do you think Harrison Reed, decent shit. Yeah, he's a decent player, and I. Definitely would have him as a squad player, like, but that's as far as it'll go for me to be fair. He's got a good engine, it's, it's just we've got Calvin Phillips in the same position, well, really, so but I kind of want to talk about um Meslier for a moment, right? I've kind of been advocating for Meslier to be France number one as soon as humanly possible because let's be honest, Hugo Lloris, we've seen what he's doing lately, and, and he's not great, you know. He's in his first team that aren't firing on all cylinders and they're conceding goals. But Adam thinks Elan is going to punch every time. Every time. And I think, who gives a shit if he does or not? I just want my, keeper, I want my keeper to who fucking cares? catch the ball and control it. I don't want to see it pinging yeah. out 30 yards, especially when we've got fucking players that- like Alioski jumping around like, please... What- but there's, you, you there's times control. where, you no. know, punching it like he's a he's a continental keeper at the end of the day and we've got a continental keeper coach. No. So I think just expect punches from Elan. Just but... catch the fucking ball. <laughs> he, he takes more energy to fucking easy. lever the ball away. Have you ever tried punching anyone in the head? Yeah. I'll be that, that in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm telling you now, I, I just... As soon as the ball comes in, I think, what's he going to do? Is he going to catch it? Is he going to fucking plough through? Like we saw it. I know he made a world-class mm. save. Three. three. Yeah. But the, three. the first one when it, from, uh, was it Josh Madger when, yeah. when he palmed it? That came from him flying out of his box trying to punch the fucking ball. But he punched the ball. He, he got did. it. He did. He got it. He, punched, he fucking came through the player. Yeah. And, and we he got, got the ball. Yeah. 
But my point is, just catch the fucking thing, and then you don't have to make the world class save. Life's easy. Yeah. He fucking <laughs> makes it difficult. So, Mark, I'm going to put you on spot here now, mate, because uh, yeah. as, I, as our guest, I'm asking a load of load of questions. Have you got what you want to uh, you want to put to us? You're you're our guest, so it's only right that you get a voice now. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I suppose one of the questions I'd like to ask, um, and it's probably a good one for for Simon with your guys' input as well. These, um, we've got a two week break coming up now, um, and obviously with the intensity that Leeds play at, um, and the kind of the the the, the way that we we attack the game, everyone says that we get burnout. So I just wondered from Simon's experience with, you know, when he was a professional footballer, did he ever notice any kind of difference in players' energy levels or their attitude when they came back from having a two-week break for international duty? Um, yeah. Um, sorry, are you meaning the players that go away or the ones that uh, sort Maybe of... Maybe the ones that didn't go away. The ones that know, didn't go away. Are they refreshed yeah. from that two-week break, or are they, are they put through intense training in the meantime? No, I think I think. Well, I'm not sure it plays out now, but back in back when I was involved, it would be more you you train for a couple of days, but then you get a bit of time to yourself to go and do bits and bobs. And I suppose it depends what type of professional you are. Majority of the lads would keep themselves ticking over, um, but then obviously you get. The, the flip side to that where people use it as time to have a few beers or go away for a, for a few days and abuse that time. Um, so, yeah, I, I suppose it depends on, on what type of player it, it is. But in the main, everybody keeps ticking over. Um, I just think, I, th I think with the way Bielsa works it would be a good time to just give them, give them a few days off, a, a week off maybe. But like I say, don't abuse that time. Just use it to, to sort of, you know, just relax and chill out and, and let that body get back to, get back to normal, you know. Um, the intensity, I mean, I've got that down in my notes today, like that the intensity of those guys work at, that's, that's what one that leads the game for me. Um, because especially second half, you, normally you would expect the home team to to co get come more and more into the game and push. But they just died. Fulham was dying to death. They was dying to death the last twenty minutes. They just couldn't live with the intensity and the energy that Leeds had. So yeah, I definitely <laughs> for that squad of players, it's definitely time for to chill out and just relax a little bit for me. I've got. I'm going to flip that round then, Sai. So when uh, when when players do go on international duty um, and obviously they're, they're having to, to train at a different intensity in that. But when they come back, do they do they think they're Billy Big Bollocks? So basically what I'm asking is when Danny Mills went over on England duty, did he come back as an even more insufferable <laughs> than he usually was or was he, uh, was he all right? That was impossible to do, mate. That was impossible for him yeah. to do. He's just a knobhead the whole time. He, he, he couldn't, yeah, he couldn't, he couldn't eclipse it, mate. There's nothing he could do. <laughs> He's a wanker, isn't he? <laughs> no, they're not my words, mate. Not no, my no, words. I'm, I'm tagging you in, very, this is, this, this I'm very diplomatic, you know that. This is now. Yeah, this, yeah. this is going out as now. Side Johnson calls Danny Mills a cunt. Twice. <laughs> 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 
But that, oh, but, so, that, but yeah, that, the, the question remains, regardless of Danny Mills, when when players are on the on the flip side of what Mark was saying, when players do go to international duty in the, in the intensity levels, are different at club to international, I would presume. So, I suppose Calvin going to England training now. Yeah. Is that, yeah. is that necessarily good for him? Because he has to learn a different setup, a different style of football. Like, and he he doesn't. I don't think Calvin's shone when he's played for England um, because it's a completely different. So I, don't, I, don't I, don't think I think he's played well. I think he's done all right when he's played for England. I, I think he's done all wrong, but I don't think we we're seeing the. I don't think England fans are seeing the best of Calvin because he has to fit into a system that Southgate yeah. wants to play, which is anti-football in my opinion. So. Like, just you know, it's it's like you you're taught to do you taught a different way, aren't you? And you coach a different way. And is it is it necessarily a good thing for Calvin to be in an England setup? If he's not going to go to Euros, he's not going to be a starving player for England. Do we want him playing for England? Because is he's I, I just don't understand what Southgate wants from him or what he wants from the England players. We've got some great players, and we just don't do fuck all with them. But he, he's picked bleeding. Do you want to answer that, Mark? Go on, Si. Go on, let's go. Oh, no, for me, it's, I don't think the way Southgate plays, sort of, I don't think it benefits many like, other players individually because it, what's he, I think he plays a, a back five um, with two holding midfielders. And when I look at the players at our disposal, mate, and we've got, it pains me to say, the likes of Jack Grealish, Phil Foden, we've got some of the most exciting young talent for me in the world. Yeah. And we're not we're not utilising that. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm sort of, my attitude is I don't think we're going to win. I haven't got, I haven't got much interest in the whole thing, if I'm being totally honest. Um, I just, I just don't rate what he's doing. Not with, not with the players we've got. It's happened. It's happened before with, with the the, the golden era when we we got uh, Scolzi, Gerard, and Lampard, and you're fitting them all in, and it's just, do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not right. It's not. It's, I just don't agree with what's happening there. So, yeah, not from me. Yeah, I, I agree completely with that. I'll play devil's advocate. So is this? So when you were when you were at Leeds and we had the glory years in Champions League, when we had O'Leary, we just had a load of good players and he just basically went, I don't know, you're the best 11, fucking you go and do what you want. So Southgate's going, I'm not going to pick the best 11 because I'm going to pick the best seven fucking defensive, defensively minded players in England and then hope the front four do something. So what what what... Where's where's the uh, where's the balance in that? Because obviously O'Leary just went gung and just played everybody and just said no tactics, do what you want. And Southgate is so very tactical and fucking. I, I, I don't I don't think that's hundred percent true. I mean, I, I look back at O'Leary and he he, he 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 inherited a very very talented set of individuals, um, and 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 you know, look, you know, I don't want to say it with all luck, but he, he got a lot of great players at the right time. Um, and there were some similarities, actually. If you look at how he got the, the young lead team that he had, hunting in packs, very similar to kind of Biesler's high-pressing game, there were some similarities there between that team of Leeds and the team that Biesler's got now. Um, 
and I say some similarities, I'm, I'm not saying that they're exactly, you know. Um, but if you compare any kind of, any England team with Southgate as well involved, I just think the, the FA are far too heavily involved with the, 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 the structure there, the hierarchy. Uh, you could put any manager in charge of England and I, I don't think you'd ever get a great entertaining football side because I think there's a lot goes on behind the scenes, far too many politics. Don Revy, back in the day, never got on with the FA. Um, you've seen far too many things go on. It's institutionalised. And I just think we'll never get a great, entertaining, uh, fluent style of, of English football at international level, in my opinion. So, so that brings me mm, to a point. So having, having Calvin, having Erling, having Bamford in the England, in the England setup, is it? do we want it? Do we genuinely want our Leeds players... Do we want them? Do we do we do we want them there, or do we just want to say, do you know what, fuck them, like fuck England, and let's just keep them for Leeds? Do we want to be selfish? I, I, don't well, I think we, we want that. We don't get a choice, do we? <laughs> Players have a choice, though. They don't have to go and represent the country. They can be like, I don't like the manager's style of football, and I'm not willing to compromise my football education under the manager. <laughs> Let's be honest. I think Bamford went on holiday to Ireland once. He's, he doesn't he qualify to play for Ireland because of that. <laughs> got grandparents that are Irish, apparently. But I, I don't know what the fuck that is. Like, but let's be honest. Like, if if you get the opportunity to represent your country under a manager that you respect, do, do they all respect Southgate? Does anybody respect? I don't Southgate? know. Like, you know what I mean? It's like I know he got a World Cup semi final and then. A, yeah, but the thing is, you don't always need to. I mean, oh God, I, I haven't played at any anywhere near a decent level compared to you know these guys. But I, I know when I played football and I played for a few different clubs, it didn't matter. I wanted to play and I wanted to be picked and I wanted to impress my, my manager because that's kind of what you want to do. You, you, you know, if you're a sportsman, if you're a football player, you want to you want to be the best every time you take that field. And you want to impress everybody, you want to impress your teammates, do the best for them, you want to impress your manager, do the best for him. So, you know, I can imagine even on a national scale that, 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 that even though they get paid the money they do, that they still want to do that. They still want to get elected for, for the country and they still want to impress the, the manager of the country. Um, I, I still don't think that that is diluted. Fair enough. Right. What I'm going to do, I'm going to wrap this up now, boys, because we've been going 45 minutes. And what I am going to do, I'm going to ask for uh, a rating out of 10 from the Leeds performance tonight. Yeah. And then, it, you know, if I'm, I'm happy to stay on and talk football all night, me. So, so, I'm going to come to you. That performance from Leeds tonight, out of 10, we've beaten the London, we've broken the London hoodoo, all that bollocks. Sky can't talk about that anymore. We conceded yeah. from a corner, so they can talk about that again, I suppose, next week. Um, but what are we going for? I'm going for an eight, mate. I think away from away from home, um, very dominant performance for me. They um, they had a few a, a few half chances in the second half, but other than that, I think I think they only looked to be one winner tonight, mate. And um, it was pretty comfortable in the end for me. Yeah, Mark. Uh, yeah, I find it hard to disagree with an eight. Um... If I'm being optimistic, I'll give it an eight and a half. So, you know, we've, we've, we've broken that London hoodoo. Um, 
and uh, to be honest, I think for about a 10 minute spell in that first half where we almost imploded like we sometimes do, we, we dominated. So, yeah, an eight and a half. That's all good. I, I think personally, myself, I'd go with an eight and a half as well. Like, because uh, as well as it being getting the, the London hoodoo off our, our backs, I think it's an important three points as well. Um, and we can kind of sit back now and, and hopefully. You know, I'd I'd like to see Gellhard get a, a, a you know a, a game a five ten minutes here and there towards the end of the season. If I'm being perfectly honest, and and Greenwood as well, they've they've proven themselves now. You know, and I think this season was more about staying up and earning as high a prize money as we could, and I think we've done that now. And I think we're we're, we're safe. We're not going down. It's like there's no way at this stage, like mm, so. never in doubt, that mate. Never yeah. in doubt. No, never. Yeah, so I think now is the time to maybe give Gelhard and 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 Greenwood and and maybe a few of the the under twenty threes. Just give them five ten minutes here and there. Put them on the bench. Give them the match day experience. If these are going to be the players that are coming through, it's time to start giving them a chance now. And and the eight and a half performance tonight isn't isn't unmerited at all like I think it's it's it, it, it was a good confidence performance like but Mark like you said the first 10 minutes we used the implode and if I'm being perfectly honest with you Adam was sitting here thinking that was going to happen but it's not I think we've done well tonight like um, the performance was was it was very confidence building for me as a person as well. Like, so I'll take it. I'm going to go seven. I thought we gave away too much. Um, I did. I, I thought there were too many times in that game where we either took our foot off gas a little bit or we just allowed Fulham back into the game with just stupid decisions at, at the back. Um, <laughs> there were a couple of really piss poor decisions from Laurenti and Strike. Um, you know, little headers that just weren't quite on the money. Melly had to do far too much work. Um, we conceded too many corners, so I'm not giving it an eight because I thought we were uh, defensively very naive at times. There you are. There you go. I suppose it's an honest opinion, yeah. I'm right, miserable fucker, aren't yeah. I? <laughs> I think there was only that 10 minutes, Ad, in, the, in these first half. The first 35 minutes in the first half, it was, there was only one team in it. And then for some reason, surprise, surprise, we concede from a set piece again. And then, fucking, it just went tits up, and I was like, what, "What's going on here? Are you still recording? Can I swear now?" Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Ah, okay. What the fuck's going on here? But I, in my head, I'm thinking, like, okay, they've just equalised. There's there's five minutes left. Just fucking sitting for a bit now. Why do they not get that? Given that info, why won't why won't the old just fucking sometimes just say? Right, we just need to just fucking keep us shaped for five minutes here. Why does he just want to go attack it all the time? It's scary. But do you ever remember that saying, Simon? First five tackles after you've after you've scored, first five tackles are most important so you don't yeah. concede. Yes. And yeah. I, I remember that Sunday football. It was like always as soon as you scored, first five tackles, boys, first five tackles. Make sure that you win those first five tackles and you don't concede straight away. And it's yeah. like you say, I, I know exactly what you're saying there. You know, why can't Beasley just sometimes have that kind of almost British mentality of right, we've just yeah. scored, 
make sure we don't concede. But you know what? That's what we love about having Bielsa. Yeah, yeah. Of course it is, yeah, yeah. 100%. We lambast English managers for doing that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We have a manager who's just not willing to sacrifice his philosophy for that kind of shit. That's why it's great. I love it, yeah. He's brilliant. No, he's brilliant. And like, People but, call him El Loco because of his grenade fucking instinct. <laughs> I don't think that's the fact at all. I think he's El Loco because of the way he plays football. Yeah. And yeah. What yeah. He needs to do it. That's what's the, the, the crazy side of Bielsa is. It's not that he walked out with a hand grenade and went, fuck off, he nutters. It's, it's that he wants his teams to just be absolutely mental in attack. Yeah. And everything in between. He just wants it a hundred percent all the time. And I think that's what yeah. the El Loco thing is for me. It's not the grenade, it's it's the way he wants his teams to play. It's pretty simple, yeah. though, isn't it? You're not you're not gonna lose a game. You you're not gonna lose a game if you have the ball. Yeah. Keep possession, keep attacking, you're not gonna fucking lose. It's yeah. it's 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 a simple philosophy, really. But, Great. But, but anyway, on that note, yeah. on, on that bombshell, that um fucking or grenade shell. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say goodbye, um, boys. We're going to stay on. We'll have a we'll have a pre-match beer together, and uh, we'll carry this on. I'm going to end the recording very shortly. So, uh, my thanks, obviously, to you, Mark, for coming on. Cheers, mate. We'll discuss no this anytime. Over a cup of tea. Uh, don't go anywhere. We'll have a beer together, uh, Carl. Thank you, mate, and thank you for your hospitality and, all, right. and all that bollocks. And uh, <laughs> Si, as always, mate, it's a pleasure to have you on. Um, so yeah, cheers for having me, lads. Always, it's always a pleasure, mate. So this is uh, the Berardi and Coke after we finally, finally fucking done it. Have that, you southern fucks. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, international break now, so I don't know what we're going to do for the next two weeks, but there's only, Bam, there's only Galvin there anyway, so it don't matter, does it? Uh, so yeah, cheers, boys, and uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, to our listeners, um, obviously you can tune into our main pod on the Auto Know Better uh, May, uh, it comes out every every Wednesday or Thursday now, and uh, we'll have the in off the bar as well. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the Independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Barati and Coke Aftermatch podcasts. With three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.